First of all, the Techno Beat podcast and Dooftube would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of this land, as we are honoured to have the opportunity to record this episode from Bunwarong country for you today. We acknowledge the traditional countries of the Jarjawarong and the Wadawarong peoples. We pay respect to their ancestors, elders past and present, along with today's descendants that carry on the living culture and ensure its survival for future generations. Bonjourno, beautiful beings, and it is great to have you back on this week's episode of the TB Podcast. This one is a bit of a Lost Tapes episode. A year ago, we had Dream Vibes in town who did some awesome shows down at my Aeon, and we were lucky enough to have him in the studio. Uh, however, we did have some hard drive issues, but our great producer, Julian LaPap, managed to piece it all together. Um, so in a bit of an homage and the anniversary of Dream Vibes being in the Fangrilla Studios here 12 months ago, we thought it'd be a nice time to dust this one off and give some insight into how he makes his tunes. Great Psytrance producer from Mexico. Who gives, uh, this, is, this is a good one for... For anyone who's just really aspiring to, to be an artist and, and put in the hard work and, and can draw from different areas in their life and through some hardship and, and channel it into their music. To follow the Lost Tapes theme, we've also got a little chat that Julian and I did at the start of all this corona, oh, I'm not sure what you call it, well, pandemic's the word, but uh, yeah, some of our thoughts. Uh, pick Julian's brain. Julian obviously has a Bachelor of Audio in Sound Engineering and understands a lot of the frequencies of the universe and has studied psychology and neuroscience and has put a lot of thought and research into some of his uh, opinions on what was going on. And it's interesting to reflect back and see how we were viewing things about a month or so ago at the start of this pandemic and how it's affected himself in New Caledonia. And we'll be revisiting uh, him and some others later this week to see how things have progressed for people around uh, around our scene you can also watch this full episode with dream vibes on dooftube.com uh, and also check it out on youtube on our dooftube channel you can also support us on patreon.com slash dooftube where you get some exclusive content there as well and you can subscribe to our mailing lists uh, via either contact us on dooftube on our facebook page at insta at dooftube live or flick us an email at dooftube live at gmail.com any ideas or guests you'd love to have us feature as well we're open to all ideas and uh yeah look forward to getting your feedback if you can rate and review as well on the apple podcast and spotify be much appreciated and also check out all the cool things we've got going on on soundcloud but uh before we get to it i've got a new project coming soon so keep an eye out for that one but in the meantime, uh, we're very thankful to Mr. Dream Vibes for his time here. And this is a nice little throwback episode. And again, thanks to Julian for fixing this old hard drive and getting this audio out and also sharing his thoughts towards the end. So hope everyone's been safe out there and we look forward to hopefully having a dance with you on a doof floor very soon. Obrigados. Making his way to the mic. Five foot ten from Guadalajara, Mexico. Representing Alien Records and Math Cactus. He recently appeared at My Aeon's Progression Sessions. Pierre. <laughs> Pinchy Louise Vibes Dream Vibes. Woo! Yeah, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> it is a great 
April day here in St Kilda, East Australia. Uh, Mr Luis, Dream Vibes, thank you very much for being here today. Nah, thanks to you, man. Thanks um, for having me. Well, first, first things first, usually I wear some kind of psychedelic T-shirt or something that, that suits, you know, the guest. So here's what I busted out for you today. Oh, no fucking way! Oh. Man, that's so nice. That's a nice one. It's so nice. I've had that guys. for a few years. Anyone who wants to know what I'm wearing, you can check it out on uh, pictures on trendsoff.com yeah. or on the YouTubes. Sick uh, fucking shirt. Now, uh... So, what are we going to call you? Mr. Dream Vibes, Luis? Yeah. Luis or Dream Vibes? Sweet. Okay. For those playing along at home, you can follow uh, Dream Vibes on Instagram at DRMVBS. So, just Dream Vibes without the vowels. Um, also on Facebook and YouTube, also. There's heaps of awesome uh, track releases, videos from live events, as well as um, kind of recaps from different tours. Let's start with, uh, I guess, the most recent thing. My Aeon on the weekend was pumping. I was lucky enough to get to play upstairs before you, and the vibe in the whole venue was great, which you contributed to. Uh, what was it like to play it? Well, man, it was fucking good coming back, you know, to Australia. Mm -hmm. uh, I really like the vibe of the place. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, Austin's always getting like pumping, man. No matter like where at, you know, if it's a club, if it's a club. They just get pumped as And I really enjoyed playing again all my new shit, man. Because it's been long since I didn't play around anymore. Sure. I even, I will share this with you. I don't get nervous, you know, at all anymore. But man, I don't know what the fuck happened. But like five minutes before my set, I was like, I had this fucking feeling, you know, like in my mind. I was like, shit, man, I'm actually a bit fucking like nervous. Yeah. Because I don't know, Aussie crowd, to be honest, has always been very fucking receptive. Yeah, that's what I think not with me, but like with most of the musicians mm -hmm. and just arts. And, um, but I had so many new things that I never played around that, uh, I don't know, I, I, I didn't fully know if people were going to dig, but I just realized that it just did. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so for anyone who wants to see some clips and pics, from that event, you can check out the Instagram. You got the Dope Express T-shirt on. Yeah, and some highlights on the stories. Yep, absolutely. Um, so where was your last gig before that one then? Before Australia, before my Ion, I played in France. Oh wow! It was my first time actually. Yeah, sure. Club gig also. Yep, which club? Good was that? Vibe. Uh, I don't remember the name, man. French is fucking hard to be honest. <laughs> but uh, how, how long ago was it? Uh, like like three weeks ago. Oh, cool. Yeah, and uh, and one day before that gig, I played in Switzerland in the, with the guys from Prog Vision. Sure. Yep. And Is that you had the clip of that? On yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. That was not this time, mm -hmm. but <coughs> that was like two years ago, but with the same people, you know, yes. from Prog Vision. They throw this nice event, and they have a bigger event actually, but I don't know when and stuff. Yep. But yeah, so it, it was Europe before Australia. Cool, and how many times have you been to Australia now? Uh, this is the fourth time, I think, so Omega was the first time. Then I came back for Rabbits. Yeah. Then the same year I came back for Boho and some other parties like... What was Quantum? I remember Quantum Release was a fucking nice party, actually. So and, is, uh, is this your first time to Melbourne, or do you know where No, I've, w one of those times, I'm pretty sure... When I came in November 2017, like the second tour 
in Australia the same year. Uh, I played in progression sessions, oh, cool. but it wasn't at my iron. Mm -hmm. It was a thing. Dimensions. Rather, not dimensions. Oh, dimensions. Some stuff like this. Yeah. So, yeah, but that was a bit smaller, you know, this one was way more crowded. Mm. Yes, and where, <coughs> and where are you off to next then? Where's your next gig, Boston, Australia? Um, I have to be, I'm actually leaving tomorrow Melbourne. I, I'm gonna fucking catch a plane to the Gold Coast. Because oh, I'm playing... Compared to the nice weather? Yeah. Yeah, well, I like cold, man, to be honest, but yeah. Um, I'm going to play at Platinum in... Fucking Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. I've been there also, I've played there. And then one. Are you playing Rabbit Tail Lettuce? Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's the last party from the tour. That'll be a fun one. Yeah, man, so keen. Yeah, um, and I think yeah, 4i20 will be there as well. He's also doing a show in Melbourne late April. Yeah. Um, but those who look up on SoundCloud, one of the latest tunes that you have on there is Breakdown yeah. with 4i20. Yeah. Um, do you mind telling us, I guess, how that project came about and also about some of the vocals you've used in there? Uh, of course. Um, that was actually a really fun thing to do with Thiago. I, I was touring Brazil and uh, we already, like, talked about working together, but mm -hmm. he told me, like, he actually wanted me to be, like, beside him, you yeah. know? So we made it happen. I just, like, catched a bus to his hometown. Mm -hmm. And that, well, I don't know if it's his hometown though, but where he lives. Yep. So how far is that from where you? Live? I it was like, it was like a six seven bus drive, yeah. but it's, it was in Brazil. I don't live in Brazil, you know. I didn't. Oh, okay. And uh, I'll, I'll get the track up whilst you're just telling us that story. Yeah, sure. And it's funny because you know, like the Brazilian scene, it's kind of different from Australia, from Europe, even from Mexico. Thiago mm -hmm. uh, has told me or told me before several times, like to evolve the sound but try to adapt to the scene so I could get to play more in Brazil, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I was trying to do that, but it's so funny because the track ended up being just like full on psychedelic. You know, like, <laughs> it's not, I don't think it has like commercial stuff in it, you know? Just like maybe some percussions, but I swear like we ended up just being really psychedelic with it, which I was totally okay with it. And the vocals, we found like this Kanye kind of speech, you know how controversial he is. <laughs> nice. And yeah, we we actually just like tapped them up. And that was it, man. Ah, Mr. Perspective Julian's here. Uh, how are you, Julian? How are you, my man? Uh, Julian's gonna have some questions for us as well. I'm not sure why I'm not The sample you've got to start, is that from Fear and Loathing? Which one? Uh, is that just, sure what's this track? It says it's Kanye. Yeah, there's Kanye a bit later on in there. Yeah. But the, uh, you can't turn me back on a drug? Oh, yeah. Ah, I think, I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. it's from the movie with uh, John Depp. Yeah, yeah Fear and Loathing. Yeah. Um, so how long did you work on this track for? Ah, uh, it was quick, man. We worked like five days on it, but like all day, every day, man. You like wake up, have uh, some fucking breakfast. Oh, yeah, sorry. Um, 
Yeah, so in kind of in one day. So after you um so after you do that work together, uh, you, you then go off and work on it a bit more yourself and share it online or is it all just done in the studio and work No, it was in one go, you know, like it's like waking up every day after the all day. Proper hard work. Yeah man, <laughs> but I, I really have that with some other producers and it's really nice when you get to go to another place and just like chill with them, work with them, learn from them, teach them stuff because you always learn and you never stop fucking learning. <laughs> and uh, and I really like, of course I like traveling and enjoying like lookouts and shit like this, but yeah. sometimes just traveling to another place and do the same thing that you do in your place yeah. but with someone else from a different con culture with different points of view, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. It's fucking with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I definitely learned some stuff from him, of course. Yeah. But he uses another uh, program, Cubase, he's in Cubase. What do you use? I was on Logic, but I just recently moved to Ableton. Yeah, okay. Just like two, three weeks ago, I started like... Yeah. And what, what differences have you found? Because fuck, man, I, to be honest, I. When I tried to go back to Logic, and I couldn't, because mm -hmm. I really like like the audio engine of Logic is really good, man. So for mastering, I think it's really good, mm -hmm. and also for producing, because I learned there basically everything that I that I know. But uh, the workflow on Ableton is just like ten times better, man. Yeah. It's too fast. You get shit done like this, mm -hmm. and um, and I think that's like something way better for work man it's just like a better tool you know yeah. and i tried going back to logic to master something and when i'm trying to move stuff and cut and all this shit i just like get all scrambled and i wasn't fully able to do it and i was like what the fuck is happening <laughs> so that's when i realized like okay if this tool just made me forget about like something i've worked on for mm -hmm. six fucking years yeah. this shit is good yeah <laughs> that's yeah. it man it's like the workflow of ableton just took over yeah do you, do you have a template when you start a track or Not do you really. just go for it? Do you have and do you do you also um, start with like the drop on the groove and stuff? No, that's or? something super funny man. All the time I've worked with different people, I have this and they keep telling me this. They always work like on the on the drop and like mm -hmm. on the baseline and just like add it up, have it like that section like ready. Yeah. And I just can't man. I don't know why. I'm uh, starting with the intro as well. Because yeah. you get the right vibes for the drop. I always start from the intro because of this, actually. And it's, I don't know, like for me, it's just easier to flow with having the intro ready. Maybe not fully, man, but just like the idea of it. Mm. I can imagine what the fuck I'm going to drop because I am, I like to be melodic on drops. I do use tension on the bass. And shit like this because I don't like it when it's just like in the same key mm. and just like straight. Yeah. Of course I like it. I enjoy it, man. But I really find this dynamic fucking kind of sound. And man, it's just music. You have a lot of keys to use, man. Like, 100%. Why not? <laughs> I mean... Um, Sorry, I was going to touch on... So with a track like that, you're talking about the way that you build the track. Yeah. Um, do you, are you making the track and then finding the, the vocal sample later or do you have a sample you want to kind of base the track off? And Sometimes when we like brainstorm before working, we do get vocals, yeah. but not all the time. I've had tracks that I'm almost finished and I haven't realized I don't have a fucking 
vocal. Yeah. And man, vocals are important, man. They are like the hook. It's what people remember. Yeah. And like I remember that trance used to be like super underground because they don't have vocals. And you even showed like for example a track to someone that doesn't listen to side trance and they're like, man, but it doesn't have vocals, so it's not music. Yeah. They even say that. Yeah. And you're just like, okay. Like when I was young, I used to have this. And I was like, to be honest, now I do feel that vocals are like very fucking important. Oh, but not all the time you need them to be honest. Well, especially on a track like this, I guess it shows the power that you've got to you this. Huh? Yeah, it's really so, good. Yeah, using stuff like that shows how you've got the influence to use and those at the party and, and influence their mood rather than just through the frequencies, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's in the story as well. Joe. Um, but um, back to the production, man. Um, do you use like certain like specific return bus, like parallel compression, when you work on your tracks? You know how you can have. Um, like, I mean, personally, I used this thing called New York compression mm -hmm. and I have that on the return channel and mm -hmm. then that's how I basically make a lot of the elements pop out more in the mix and yeah. have like a stronger it's like almost a, like a like a highly compressed layer over all those leads that really need to be in your face yeah do you have like a it's funny man because um, I am not like a huge fan of theory and theory and all this kind of shit like to be honest I started like working by myself tweaking shit and like yeah. listening just basing everything on my ear but I have a really good friend man that he we started together like working on music and he did go to school and stuff and got into theory and all this shit and man like writing tracks with him has got me to do this kind of shit man. Oh, yeah. you know he's just like man let's try this and I'm like okay so we together like he tells me what to do, blah blah blah. We like we did this mm -hmm. on well in Logic it's called Boss, but yeah, the return yeah. channel thing to pop up like the the sounds. And why did you start making music? Well, I don't know. Like to be honest, I never saw myself like fully making music for like my entire life. How old were you when you started? I started playing guitar when I was really young, mm -hmm. but I wasn't fully on it you know I wasn't like the best kid or ever I went to some some class and what I do remember is that in class everyone used to use this fucking thingy to like tune the guitar mm, yeah. and I didn't need it I, I don't know why just like that you know like I always I was always able to tune my guitar by myself and when I started uh, making music it was because I remember I was 17 I was getting into Psytrance, like I started, like the very first tracks I heard from Psytrance was like these are Contact, Painkiller, mm -hmm. and like this way more powerful, yeah. like I actually heard Bliss since long ago, <laughs> man, long, long fucking ago, man, mm -hmm. and, uh, but then I heard Freedom Fighters, man, mm -hmm. and that really got me into, like, that was something very fucking different. new and different for me. Well, he was sitting in that chair exactly a week ago. Man, the funny thing in the story, man, is that <coughs> I met him in Brazil. I played before him. Mm -hmm. And it was a very good experience, man. I did tell him some stuff I had in mind, you know. Like, of course, it was a fucking honor for me, man. Yeah. I have a sick photo, like, after my set with him. Mm -hmm. And I'll show that to you, like, in yeah, a sure. second. But, um... So, yeah, you were saying how... 
I listened to his. I remember like heavy doses of dimethyltryptamine. That fucking song from him. And yeah, man. Like I remember also marshmallows. Marshmallows. Yeah, of course. When I heard that thing, I was like, "Fuck, this is something new." And something that I always loved. It's this kind of uh, like wobbly kind of sounds, you know. So you know, like I'm a huge fan of glitch hop. I'm a huge fan mm-hmm. of dubstep, drum and bass, and all this kind of weird fucking music. <laughs> and uh, I like the Mexican Skrillex. And uh, <laughs> and uh, I remember that Freedom was starting to use these kind of elements, or maybe not fully him, because Marshmallows is with Captain Hook, and yeah. Captain Hook. Make some fucking screechy fucking sounds, oh, man. What do you think of his new album? Man, it's fucking amazing, man. It's, I did. I didn't even. I didn't even fully like finished it, but I heard some stuff and fuck, man, it's good. And Maybe the release, to... it's got the Tars visuals on the YouTube as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I did see that, man. That's fucking that's insane. Amazing. That's like that's, just uh, that is DMT word, without DMT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> yeah, you can properly experience his music with those visuals because yeah, it's yeah. truly a journey. Like mm. I like how he takes his time to bring in each element and it's really progressive. Man, it is something it's like something else. Something yeah. huge yeah. So who are some of your other uh, major influences then? I guess in inspiring you to play. Who else? Oh, or to produce? Yeah. Capital Monkey Man. Yeah. Because of kind of these same weird elements. Mm-hmm. Like, he changed his sound a lot, he's now way, way different, but like, man, five years ago, he was really wobbly, and just like, very happy music, and Mm -hmm. I saw him live, man, and I actually met him, I did a remix for him, Uh, it will be released soon, I just have to change like, two, three things. Awesome. I had like, a fucking Skype with him, and like, fucking went through that. Have you got a name yet? Huh? The track? Yeah, Yeah, it's Jungle Office, but it's a a remix I did. Yeah, I mean, Cap- Capital Monkey is great. I-, I got to meet him recently as well, and uh, he's really down to earth and he's, he's man, there he's to support all the artists as well. He's mm-hmm. pro ass, man. Mm-hmm. And the funniest thing is that when I met him at that party, after he said I took a photo, super fanboy, of course, mm-hmm. man. Like, I love him. I was there in the parties for the music, man. I swear. Like, I'm sure. And uh, he told me, like, man, you should come to to this guy's place. Uh, I'll, I'll try to fucking teach you some stuff. Blah, blah. No, oh, it, this was in Mexico. Because uh, they, didn't they live together with Mario Yeah, but I think he... Not anymore, I don't, I don't yeah, know. But yeah, something. but they, when I went there, they were living together. And, uh, mm, like, man, I told him so long ago, like, man, I have to remix you. And he said, keep sending me your tracks. Maybe in three years, maybe in four. I don't know, that depends mm-hmm. on you. But just keep sending me yes. tracks. And I was like, okay, okay. And man, I didn't... I stopped talking with him for a long and I went to play to Brazil to this party and then he shows up he didn't know I was playing there he's like man what the fuck are you doing <laughs> and I'm like well guess what the fuck I'm doing here man. like of course I came here to play really fuck man that's so good blah 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 okay you have the vibes he didn't even want to listen anymore now you know like he saw me there and he's like he knew it was good enough already so yeah man it feels good because he kept pushing me you know yeah he wasn't just like okay have him and just like do a shitty job and that's it like he wanted me to actually make a good job so he yeah. could release and he can play and this kind of shit, you know, like I'm pretty sure. And that's why we love him. Yeah, he's fuck yeah, I love you at um, so you mentioned, I guess, playing at some of the different doofs and clubs around Australia and mm-hmm. also Switzerland. Yeah. But what are some of I guess your favorite parties that you've played at? Um, well, I guess first of all your favorite doof 
and then favorite club gigs around the world okay so i think favorite doof i'm between two mm -hmm. one is in brazil the last mm -hmm. time i was there it's Orion festival down in the very south of brazil but the doof concept in america and i mean just like continent wise is yep. hella different man yeah yeah in, in what ways mm. Parties are just like a really big party, big stage, the shade, yep. a lot of beer, <laughs> camping zone, and that's it, man. Yep. Around here, I've seen that it's more like a picnic kind of thing. So mm -hmm. people come with their cars, with their little stoves to cook, yeah. with their bikes, with their skates. Yep. They dress up, man. Yeah. You see guys wearing fucking skirts like fairy tales and yeah. shit like this. And man... No one judges. You just laugh at it, have fun with it, fucking embrace it, you know? Yeah. That's and really that beats noticed. fucking everything yeah. elsewhere in the fucking world, man, <laughs> to be honest. Like, There's definitely a lot more color in the crowd at the uh, at the Aussie festivals, I've noticed. And the energy, it's similar, you know? Like, the, the energy I got from the last time in Brazil was huge, man. was hectic. Mm -hmm. I have some videos. And you can listen, like, people yelling yeah. at you. So you drop and you <laughs> listen, like... Yeah, it's so fucking nice, man. <laughs> but the energy around here is also alike, man. People's always jumping. Yep. There's weird cons all all over the place, <laughs> like dancing. We really. embrace the weird as well, huh? Yeah. The weird gets embraced at our festivals, man. Of course, show. man. It's the expression. Yeah. Um, have you played at Universo Parallelo? No, I've never been nor mm -hmm. played. Does it intrigue you? Uh, yeah, and I'm actually gonna try to fucking get to play like yep. this edition. Um, Tiago has played. Tiago is basically the mm -hmm. boss in Alien, and uh, I have contact with him. So awesome! You have alien contact. Yeah, <laughs> basically. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, so uh, maybe I'll uh, we will try to make yep. it fucking happen. Are there any other festivals that you haven't played at that you would like to? Um, Around here, actually, esoteric. I've heard yeah, really awesome. good yeah, fucking yeah. things about esoteric, so yeah. I will be very keen to be around there. Mm -hmm. Also, I've seen uh, some footage and sets from Rainbow Serpent. Yeah, it's a special one. So around here, yeah. Around the other, um, around like in America, in Brazil, there's really good festivals. Mm -hmm experience in brazil is like something huge and now they have a lot of side trends and this kind yep. of music so i will definitely love to play in one huge event like yep. that you know like what about europe like azora boom any of those sort of um to be honest i will love to but i don't know if the kind of music i make still makes it in yeah. this in yeah, these sure. parties because yep. i don't know you get some proggy vibes but from acts that are huge that has been all over the place mm -hmm. and have been in the scene for like i don't know yeah. 10 15 years mm -hmm. i've been for like six years only yeah. so i will love to man mm -hmm. but i just i just haven't had like the fucking pleasure man i don't know anyone from around those fucking parties too yeah but man if they fucking call me like i'm in you know <laughs> of Absolutely. Course. cool now we also like to play a little game called show and tell show and tell it's pretty simple um we keep our pants on for this version <laughs> um, julian is going to get a picture up on the screen from some stage we actually rated your instagram and picked a few different parts of your career um and just um yeah, basically i guess tell us about um where you're playing that stage and, and i guess kind of how that went so 
Okay. Jeopardy. Sounds fun. Right, first, this is the first one. So this is a recent one off the, off your Instagram. So you're basically to describe the photo, you get flipping two birds. You've got a, what sort of hat do you call that? Um, I don't really know how to name that hat, man. It's like a straw hat that a cricketer would wear in the eighties. <laughs> and you're in, you're in the studio. Is that your studio? Yeah, that's yep. my place. Cool. So um, you're about to leave to go where on this tour? Uh, yeah, um, I was about to go to my Brazil tour, but I had like like a really nice big tour in Brazil. Mm -hmm. I stayed for like two months. Nice. And actually, after that, I was heading down here to Australia for mm -hmm. Bohemian Beat Freaks. And after that, I went to Switzerland. So that was like a long tour, man. I was away for like three months. Yep. So that's why I'm saying there few studio days before I fuck off to some adventures. <laughs> so with, with like the Switzerland um, events, are you, do you have a management team that helps get you those or do you do, do that yourself? No, I basically do that myself. You know, like the only place where I have someone managing stuff is in Brazil mm -hmm. because it just keeps it easier. You know, Brazil yeah. is like, you really have to have an agency. Yeah, and we've like, I mean, you even see it here, like I've got different people I know who get frustrated with their agency at times like there's yeah. times where it's good but there's also the times where you f don't feel yeah man, probably like, an athlete would feel the same when they're represented and models things, and actors and all things that sort about of stuff agencies is that at the end they want to make like a lot of money from you all the time mm -hmm. and when they keep balance it's okay but when they start being dodgy about it yeah, yeah. it's not good yeah but that's why I manage basically myself like yeah. elsewhere you know in Mexico around here also but I'm really keen to get someone to manage my stuff around yep. here to be honest because it's really far yeah and i'm way more focused on being an artist and writing my own music and doing all this shit yep. than actually managing like all this stuff sure so know? whilst we're on that topic you've got your own label as well yeah um so i guess how do you manage the time of like i guess trying to manage a label and make music is there other artists that you have there or is it more for your own tracks that you're releasing well, the thing about the label is that I am in Alien Records and mm -hmm. Alien Records is starting, it, well, it's not starting, it's huge now, you know, so we, there's a lot of artists releasing, there's a lot of work to do on the label managing side of it. Yep. So I've had sometimes that I, it's, it gets hard to reach, you know, mm -hmm. so sometimes I want to release something, but because of the lots of work and stuff that is going around there, it takes a lot of time. So yeah. what I did is just like create my own label <clears throat> so I could release this. But I am not interested at all in being a label manager or just mm -hmm. like, if someone tells me like, man, can I release in your label? I could say, yeah, but don't expect me to like tell you, oh man, you did this and you did that yeah, because yeah, I can't, I don't give a fuck about that. the stats. Yeah. yeah. Yep. To be honest, like it's just for me, if I have one track that I could just single it out to Spotify because mm -hmm. I really think that's one of the best like platforms out now. Yeah, I, right. I'm a user, you know, I fucking mm -hmm. love it. It has everything. Yeah. I just do it real quick, you know, like release on my own label and I have the release up there in spotify youtube elsewhere yeah and it's done you know that's yeah. why i have my own label yeah <laughs> um i guess what do you see the differences in like because soundcloud's still very like used a lot here mm -hmm. um spotify with this industry like this scene i'm probably i'd say soundcloud probably still is a bit stronger like what do, where do you see the benefits in either well, SoundCloud, it's always been there for us, you know, mm -hmm. and right now has money, how do you say in English, monetization? Yeah. Mon yeah. 
yeah yeah that thing mm-hmm. so it's good you know but uh i don't know man to be honest i really think spotify is just taking over man yeah because it has yeah what about your your track soundcloud is dead <laughs> <laughs> is that referencing it yeah well in i'm just being sarcastic you know with that stuff but i really feel soundcloud started to like lose a lot of people man they all moved to youtube and spotify Yep. And to be honest, I do find Spotify like just yeah. easier, faster. Mm. You have EQ, you have a lot of shit there. Everything's out there, you know. Mm. So one of the latest tracks that we will that we see on your SoundCloud is the remix of David Guetta and Kikuti, "The Memories." Yeah. Oh, memories. Um, do you have when you're making a track like that? Do you have like the American audience in mind, like you alluded to before, or are you just making something fun? Nah, I did. Uh, I actually. Um, I wanted I before this track I had SoundCloud is dead this sarcastic fucking idea that I came up with a friend and I was like man I'm just gonna name a track like this man and like try to fucking do something like fun you know and the good thing about this track SoundCloud is dead is that I actually did a video like we had a drone up and we went to like this uh, abandoned place and just like light on fire and just like did like wearing masks and just like fucking man I don't know it's a cool video I have it up there and. Uh, but what I was trying with this uh, track is to get a uh, fucking good organic reach so I could mm. give it out for free. Yeah. And I didn't. I put the stake too high, I think. Yeah. And it didn't happen. But still, I got a lot of shares. I still got a lot of organic reach. I was just trying to fuck Facebook, you know, yeah. for like yeah. one time in my life. I couldn't fuck you, Facebook. <laughs> but... <laughs> uh, but uh it didn't happen so i didn't give it out for free i just did a normal release it's out there of course if you have spotify basically it's free yep <laughs> but it didn't happen so i was like okay i want to give out a free fucking track and i couldn't happen so um i'm just gonna make a track cheesy one for everyone to like have it for free and mm-hmm. something i am not able to release so what should i do a remix yeah so i just start thinking which one blah 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 and i go to his website i find the vocals of this and to be honest uh david Guetta, uh tiesto and van buren are definitely some of the pioneers that got me into electronic music because mm-hmm. my sister used to be like i don't know like 18 or something like this and i was like 14 and she used to take me to these concerts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And man, like, it was something huge for me, man. It was the first, very first time I was, like, into electronic music. And man, actually, back then, they were fucking good, man. Yeah. Like, right now, I don't like because it's really yeah, yeah. EDM-y and just, like, shit. Yeah. But before, it was, like, really nice, uplifting trance, man. Like, at yeah. least uh, Tiesto and, uh, and uh, Van Buren. Mm-hmm. And I remember seeing Geta live and this track, Memories, of course, brings me the memories, man. And man, I played that in progression sessions and I could see everyone singing and that's what you want from these kind of tracks. Mm. So it was a good idea. I'm not a huge fan of doing this kind of stuff, but I really wanted to give out something for free. Yeah, cool. And I really liked what I did on it, to be honest. Like, I got good comments about it. Of course, might be people that are like, ah, it's just shit, mm. shitty stuff. Of course, I know this also. But I still liked what I came up with this fucking track, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and when you make a track like that as well, people will come and see it and then they'll find your deeper stuff, I suppose. Yeah. Um, with the, with the, probably with more of the messages in it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, which is something you wanted to ask about. Yeah, I mean, uh, do, you, do you have 
in mind you know, a certain message you're trying to get across with uh, who you are as an artist and you know is there a journey you're pursuing is there an end goal with with all these music things in relation to the world and the state it's in well to be honest uh it all started purely for love for music nice. as it I think it happens to all of us who start writing music. I don't know if you're a guitar, uh, guitarist and you're sad or no one's around and blah, 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 and you grab your guitar and just play it. Mm. You feel somehow fulfilled. Yeah. So um, I started all this because, I don't know, music has been always there for me whenever everything goes to shit. And I realized I am good at it. I am good at like fucking having all this together. And I don't know, like, I felt capable of doing it, and that's why I started. So I do believe that music is just about the feelings, man. Of course, sometimes you work in these kind of tracks, like memories, that you just do it quick for a, you have a purpose on it. But I don't think it's the way you should just, like, let all your work be about, man. You yeah, know, like, sure. it, I think at the end you'll feel empty. If you're not putting your fucking yeah. feelings out there, man. For sure, man. And to be honest, um, I think the best fucking thing to describe this is my album, man. And my album is something that it was really hard to make, man, because a lot of shit was going around in my life, you know? Like, my dad got cancer. Um, I fought with some friends uh, and then, like, lost them somehow. Then my chick fucked off too, and like I lost everything like in just like some months, and I was feeling like shit, you know. But also like the first track is really nice because the name of the track is Freedom, and it's really nice, man. You can feel a really nice vibe, and I can tell I was really happy when I did this. Then the second track, it's Melodreaming, and I think it's like the strongest track I have ever because that is actually like a tribute to my dad. Mm. Somehow I find I found a way to make a track for my dad in this weird kind of music. But man, I really like this track because I've got people that are not into Psytrance or just listen like commercial stuff, pop and shit mm. to listen this and actually feel something from it, man. Sometimes they don't even know and they'll tell me like, what's the go with this track or shit like this, man? You know, like my cousin, because he knows all the story, he fucking cried like when he fucking listened. I've had people crying when I play this. I've been like this about like crying on stage when I played it sometimes. Hmm. But I do have- the melodies? Or yeah, man, it's very fucking melodic and it's sad, man. It's just nostalgic. You can feel I was like feeling like shit. Yeah. <laughs> And it was really hard to finish that track, man. I took like fucking, I don't know, three, four months to just finish it because I would sit there, try to do something and just like start crying like a fucking baby and just being like, no, I'm off it. You know, like, fuck this. I'm going to play some fucking Xbox and just forget about yeah. this shit. Some stuff like this. But it's good that it's take, it was taking you time because it's almost like, a, in a way, it's allowing the griefing process with the creative process to merge together. And it's almost... And like man, somehow you helps you get through something that hard you know like at the end when i finished the track i felt like at the same time i was finished with uh dealing with all that stuff because it was hard <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Thank you very much for being here today. 
Um, we've been lucky enough to be graced with one of the Dream Vibes stickers, um, which will get added to the stickers of fame, the speaker of fame, I guess. Speaker yeah, of nice. stickers. Um, before we go, um, one custom we have here is we always finish with the, the same final question. So I'll ask you the question, and then whilst you ponder on it, I'll do the final plugs, and then we'll uh, we'll wrap it up. So the question is, if you could be asked, if you, sorry, if you could ask any question, sorry, any, let me start that again. <laughs> the question is, if you could ask any person from any time, living or dead, any question, who would you ask, and what is the question? So. Um, whilst he ponders on that one, Instagram again, once again, it's Dream Vibes, D R M V B S. Uh, Dream Vibes, he's even got the cool little eye next to the name there, um, using keyboards very well on the SoundCloud. <laughs> uh, also on YouTube, there's some awesome ch- uh, clips of live shows and releases on there. Um, before wine, first or question? Okay. What's your what's your answer to the question, oh, my friend? Man, I'm still thinking. Hey, like it's a hard one. Mm-hmm. But of course, the question it's to some artist. But I just don't know which one, man. I I love so many. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so while she continues to think about that, another tradition that we have here is uh-huh. I would like to thank the guests with um, a bottle of wine. Thank you for coming in. But we like to tie it into something that might be related to the guest with the name of the wine. So this is, again, not a sponsored segment. But, however, we talked about some of the events that you might like to play at and that we dream to play at. So hopefully this one gives you a little bit of inspiration uh, to continue to strive to play. Boomtown. At Boomtown. <laughs> nice, man. It's so, okay. Now answer the freaking question. <laughs> uh, Who would you like to ask? maybe actually just like could be Cobain Mm -hmm. could be Hendrix or could be even Mac Miller man because I really liked Mac Miller and what he was doing yeah right and my question it's just like the same to like all of them it's like why do you let yourself like why don't they for example you know uh Mike Miller just like overdosed. Mm-hmm. Why did you let like that happen, man? Like we mm-hmm. all know drugs can be cool, blah blah blah. But mm-hmm. like, what's the go with that? You know? Yeah. That's something that really gets to me when whenever I t- tell someone that I'm an artist and shit, and you know, like how a lot of artists have this happening, and I am an artist myself, and I do believe I'm an artist, but I know myself enough to like never make yeah. that kind of shit happen, you mm-hmm. know? And that's something that intrigues me, man. To be honest. Mm-hmm. So that will be the question, man. Like, what happened or what's the goal that you just let yourself go to that kind of things? Yeah, right. Interesting <laughs> <one>. <laughs> what do you yeah. think their answer would be? I don't know, man. Some fucking trouble with a chick or shit like this. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry Louise. I was having too much fun. <laughs> I don't know, man. That's right. Well, thank you for your time today and being so honest and candid with all your answers and your input. I think everyone would have learned something, whether it be motivational Hopefully. or from... Uh, even from the production side, as Julian has some great questions there. Um, do you have any questions for us before we go? Um, no. Nah, not really, man. That's right. Where's it's the, all good. Where's the beers? Um, <laughs> perspective, Julian, anything to add? Uh, I was really happy to um, interview Dream Fives as well. He's been you know, a great influence on my own 
career and you know the the way I've always wanted to to get my Saturn sounding is you know melodic and powerful just like his legend so you know um, congrats man and I hope we, we do more in the future fuck yeah man my pleasure well, thank you very much for being here sir thanks brother cheers obrigados vamos <laughs> A uh, big thank you there to Dream Vibes from Guadalajara, Mexico. And now to our favorite producer, Julian Lapap, aka Perspective, with our good friend Oscar Goldberg. Uh, Julian is back in New Caledonia at the moment, and here is our chat from about a month or so ago. Uh, I try and stir him up a little bit here, so um, forgive me with some of the uh, half frizzled concepts that I throw at him and test his brain, but uh, I trust his opinion and thoughts on a lot of matters, and it was interesting to see him shoot down some of uh, the wilder theories we've seen out there as well as bring some common sense and predictions into how he could see things um, happening over these past couple of months. Uh, You can also check out Julian, obviously, on Perspective on SoundCloud. He's got some great tunes coming out. Um, But yeah, here's uh, just a bit of a chat from me and my favorite little producer here. We miss him very much and we look forward to uh, him being back in Australia as soon as possible. And hopefully we can all have a good old boogies very soon. So forgive the audio quality a bit on this one. It was the first time we'd done it. Uh, obviously, there's a bit of lag with him in UCAL. Uh, but hopefully we learn something from our favourite producer, Mr. Julian Lepat. And making his way down the hotline bling, our favourite producer all the way from New Caledonia... From Sensory sensory Glitch, Soul Music, Mr. Perspective, Julian Lapape. Julian, have I learned how to pronounce your name right yet? <laughs> uh, I think so, but no, it's, it's, it's gotten better. <laughs> Thanks, mate. So you are back in New Caledonia. It's great to have you back on the podcast. We missed you. No, I missed you too. Oh, really? That is pretty crazy. So when, when did you actually get back there? Uh, like three weeks ago. Maybe, yeah, maybe a, um, three, or, three or four weeks ago. Okay. And did you have to quarantine or anything? The case, maybe two weeks ago. No, no, I was fine. There was, there was nothing. And uh, two weeks ago, there was a case. And within three days, they locked down the whole country. And um, what, what, so just give people quickly a, a brief background on uh, New Caledonia. How many people live, live there and, and in your town? Uh, there's 280,000 people. Yep. I'm not sure about uh, the main town, how many, how many there are. But what, what is your town? Cool. All my friends lost their jobs. Like, it's been pretty, pretty intense. Well, uh, Numea. So you are in Numea, yes? Um, and your family, um, they run the supermarket there, is that right? Uh, so my dad runs like the, yeah, the supermarkets and mom is a psychotherapist. So my dad is actually one of the few people that can actually still go to work 
Yeah, so how has it affected him getting supplies for the supermarket? Uh, well, basically, he imports things from across the world or from France. So there's all the products that usually come by plane from France. Uh, like all the stocks are for France first, and then we get what's left. So uh, basically, it's like the country right now is trying to get more local products than than stuff from Europe. So locally, then, what what uh, is there going to be a big shortage? Like, is there enough local suppliers? Yeah, basically the the local the local things are always protected by the government, so that there's like we so that we use more of the local things than like importing. So there's a lot of like like all the vegetables, all of meat. There's a lot of things that are locally made, so it's actually not a big deal. Like the people went crazy during the first days that the lockdown was announced, but after that there was no like, like you know how you see the empty supermarkets and stuff. It only happened during the few first days, and mm-hmm. so they actually were selling food the same as during Christmas and New Year's. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah right. So what um. Well, we'll get to your new release that's coming out soon, Square Eyes Perspective. That's that's coming out on which label? Uh, so that's coming out on Profound Records on the 6th of April. Cool, couple of days. It's a big record label in India. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it has two songs in it, Introspective and Crystal. Yes. And we've been doing this crazy, very, uh, they're like, very, like, this, those big, uh, square base uh, tracks yep. and trying to make it really psychedelic and stuff so I've been promoting those two tracks with uh, on Facebook with some animations basically people don't want to click sound SoundCloud uh, links they just want to watch stuff and yeah they'll, they'll they're more likely to buy it off Bitport and pre-order it from that than then clicking the SoundCloud yeah link. I've noticed that. The the animation you put up, I think, yesterday or the day before was really cool. So it's going well. Yeah, that's awesome. It's working. I didn't go on. I was going to say, for anyone who listened to our most recent podcast, where we spoke to the marketing director from Rainbow Serpent, Kitty Forrest, uh, Jarrah Volper from Bloom Sparkling, Jai Mills from Recovery Collective, and Haybar from Capture Events, uh, we featured your track, Introspective, there. We gave it, had a little snippet of that at the end, a little preview for the people. <laughs> Um, and, but so you were saying you're working on a few more tracks as well. Thank you. That's the way. Yeah. Um, so we've got heaps of tracks uh, that we're working on that will be released this year. Uh, especially some collabs with. Um, so we have we're doing a collab with an artist called Three Form, uh, a Brazilian duo called Slicks, yeah. a Melbourne-based guy called Sino that we've, you know, we, we love him. We've been making tracks with him as well before. Shout out to Gabe. A, a duo from Israel called Photosynthetic and uh, Photosynthesis, sorry, and uh, another duo from Israel called Siltaya. So there's all those collabs, but there's also perspective tracks. Um, we've got like another EP to already almost done and then with the, for the label we had the remix competition going yep and uh, so we've got the two two winners that that we'll be announcing shortly mm-hmm. we we basically 
uh, asked them to send stems and we mixed it so that it fits the quality of the label yep. in terms of mixing and we mastered it and uh, hopefully we can like get those two tracks as a like remix EP thing that we released on the label. Cool, and that was for Third Eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we liked your remix as well, but it uh, had to be Psytrance. Yes. Um, well, the people might get to hear it one day. Yeah. Actually, any, any anyone who listens to the pod, if you want to hear my attempt at a remix, which is shocking, but um, yeah, taking your 140 BPM and turning it into 126 BPM techno and uh, putting my own special Trent off vocals into it. Um, yeah. Hit me up. I'll, I'll send you a snippet. How about that? Yeah, the, 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 I think that... That was the best part, the, the, your vocals. <laughs> well, vocals are something that I've, Creative. yeah, I've been, uh, I've actually yeah, been t- talking to a few people lately, mate, about uh, just helping them with vocals and inspirational quotes and things like that to put in their tunes. I've got a massive database of things I find when I'm just watching something like, oh, this would be sick of the song. So I just like record it then and there and then I've got it. And then four months later, I'm working on something else. I'm like, oh shit, I, that, that thing would work here now. Yeah, yeah. 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 Even if you find uh, good quotes or things that resonate with you, you could record it and then send it to artists so that they reuse the quote that you said and whatever and then put it in their song. Yeah, well, half the time I've got the good quote, but I haven't got the tunes to go with it. You just need a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah, but even just selling your vocals for artists like that is a good idea. Mm, cool. Um, well, enough about tunes. I want to go back to a bit more of the um, things happening in the world, I suppose, because you do love, I know you, you did say that you don't want to talk too much about it, but you also do love talking about how the world works and the universe and all that sort of stuff more than anyone I know. How do you think that this is going to change our universe and the world um, going forward once we're back to quote unquote normal? Um, well, as I always say, we're living a time of transition where consciousness is rising, but for this conscious transition, the good and the bad of the duality we're experiencing has to intensify, just like pulling an elastic away, it will like stretch and then you let it go and it will come back one. It's the same, like the, the, the polarities and the dualities increasing so that it can, it's almost like the polarities are, inc- are in, like, increasing and rising so that the consciousness of the good rises, the expression of the bad is still rising and then this this conscious transition will happen where we should go into a, a better state of being as a species could really learn from the past thousands of years of control that we've been going through and really unite as a species so that we can maximize happiness and love. But before that, we need to experience this duality that we are experiencing right now. So I think there is the virus is caused by this negative side of the duality. I don't think it's natural at all. So the whole, the, the latest thing that came out about this is that there's some research about something called exome which is something that your body naturally sees when it's fighting an illness, stress, or any of those. Any of those. What, what, what was it called again? You just kind of glitched when you said that? If you, the, the, the guy, 
exosome. So E X O S O M E. Yeah. And when you look at this thing in the cell, it has the same dimensions as the COVID-19. Yeah. The same receptors. Um, the same. Hold up, I have a picture. So the same diameter of the cell. So it's extracellular vessel vesicle RNA. Yeah. And it's. Hmm. Yeah, that basically like it's like your your DNA in the cell is taking out the toxins and the the bad things using those exosomes, and the exosomes are found in lung fluid. Yes. So it's like it's like a normal uh, it's like a normal thing that happens whenever you're sick or you're stressed or you're in fear or. Especially with the elderly, yeah. And it has, yeah, exactly. So it's like if you test someone who's old or who has cancer, they're most likely to be releasing those because they're already fighting things. Because they're at that age where their body is already like fighting constantly. Whereas if you're young, this it's way less likely. Yeah. So you can see that the people tested, there's a spectrum of intensities between the symptoms. It's not just everyone getting the same thing. There's people that are fine after three days, and there's people that go into uh, respiratory failure and like, having pneumonia and all those things. And I think there's a there's a hidden part in this that we don't understand is that they they can test you know most people for this thing. And they'll find exosomes, and they'll put tests. They'll they'll they'll, they'll say they test positive for COVID nineteen. When really it's just this exosome. I think that uh, it's all about the hype. When really it's just the exos, yeah. And uh, the cases of the corona that are intense of the COVID nineteen, I think it's linked to the whole five G thing, because Wuhan was the first city to actually um, test. We actually have that that scale of 5G um, released uh, roll out uh, yeah. to the public in China and uh, yeah roll out and so I think that the 5G created all those um, reactions with people when mm -hmm. they were having basically the 5G thing does this thing with oxygen where you you run out of breath because it's something to do with the molecule like. Uh, spinning too fast because of the 5G uh, frequency. Yeah. And so, basically, you have those symptoms of like the short um, all of those symptoms that they they, they said. And the basically the 5G symptoms and the COVID-19 are like the same symptoms. So then they can just blame this virus yeah. for anything that the 5G does. Exactly. So it's the best plan for them. Yeah. Um, and when you say them, so do you think that um, apparently there was a? I've got a mate who works on the on the on the construction sites, Butch, and one of his theories is that the uh, this is a plan to just stop the, the the help the ozone layer and help the environment and everyone like chill out and um stops old people who are going to old people who need to go who pass away anyway uh sorry who are the ones that contribute to the contribute to the gas emissions with their old cars and all that sort of thing um 
Do you think it's selective culling or something like that? Or is that too far fetched? Mm, no, I think it's. I think it's because you know if if for the people that are following, you know the true thing and what the, you know what the, what does elites and their agenda is like. It's been talked about for years, you know. Like if you look up David Icke, if you want to see something no, yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. this subject really yeah. well. But they've got there's got Agenda 21, transhumanism. There's, there's a lot of different agendas that all tie together in, in the end. Yeah. So this whole thing with the 5G is goes with the agenda of transhumanism, where basically the the, the, the aim is to merge the technology with the AI with humans. Yeah, we we had to do a bit of that at school. Human consciousness. Yeah, that's artificial intelligence with the human consciousness, and then even connecting the spiritual with the science worlds really isn't it yeah i mean science does connect to the spiritual even mm-hmm. quantum physics really mm-hmm. really describes how the role we have you know as the observer in this reality and how so like beyond ourselves all the possibilities of like ourselves every timeline possible of what we could be doing at once and so it's just the consciousness that's driving the self through those infinite realities where it's only what we're you know projecting out and vibrating together as a species as this collective consciousness we're like co-creating reality together and so I think it's important to really not be scared by all this and not fall into the fear that they're trying to um, that they're trying to, to make because they need the fear to increase the control and then with the control and all this they can do things behind our back they can use this as a reason to you know as for example put out the 5G thing because it goes with their agenda of what's going to happen next well even with that like now's a good time for sorry now, now's a time even for a bit of a test right so things like schools being shut down, non-essential businesses, and now we can actually see what we need. And they're like, oh, by the way, download Zoom so you can do webinars and all this technology that we're using now and trying these new Instagram Mm -hmm. video calls and interviews and even doing things like this that aren't face-to-face and and personal, Um, doing it through technology. It's almost like a test to say, hey, here you can use it through our technology, buy all our new technology. And where does all the new technology come from? The same place where the 5G was tested. Yeah, for sure. Like the, the, like, it's like all those things that just work for all those agendas that they have. Like they're happy about it. If they can uh, force us to be more connected to technology, then, you know, they're winning. But But this opportunity. But the silver lining is, I think people are also becoming more connected detach from this yeah we're also becoming more connected to those close to us though back to back to the pre-technology times sorry the lag the lag here is annoying the 5g maybe we need 5g julian no but it's 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 uh it's it's important because it's allowing us to connect back with our family more with simplicity exactly the things that we take for granted every day well as kitty said in our podcast giving into the fear connecting back with your heart 
Yeah, and as Kitty said, now's the time where the things that we preach at the festivals is where we put them into place about the loving and the, the core values of our inner selves. The things we preach at the festivals should be already like exactly in action within your everyday life. You know, yep. if you're if you're really passionate about your consciousness and helping out people in the world, then you, we need to put into action those things we understand. It's all about having this harmony between the spirit, the mind, and the body. Mm-hmm. And once you have those three together as one, then that's when you can that's when you can ascend. That's when you can evolve. And that's when you have that full balance of your of the self. Now this this is a bit of a trend off slash perspective after dark uh, type late night conversation, I suppose. So let's I'll throw you one other theory at you, right? So the the aliens, mm. Elon Musk and his crew, they're getting more and more uh, advanced with where how they're traveling and obviously connecting further and deeper into the universe. One thing that we've um, had theorised is that the that the extraterrestrials will not communicate with us whilst there is war and until we're ready. They won't. They won't open the communication until there is harmony on Earth. Um, Do you think that this they, is? They can't, they can't interfere with uh, with the evolution of the of the species like directly because. Because like with free will and the cosmic laws that apply, they they have to let us evolve and learn from our own. But there's those negative ETs that have been fucking up, like fucking us over with the elites and the control with the occult and all this dark stuff. But Don, what was your question? Um, well, that opened up many more questions for you just said there. But um, mine was, do you think that this is um? Our, our quote-unquote higher-ups, uh, maybe there's been communication and that uh, they they want to see peace and harmony on Earth. So by this by us slowing down and uh, this is like, oh, people are being nice to one another more. They are being more friendly. They are looking after themselves. They're looking after the Earth now. They're starting to, to heal the ozone layer because the ozone layer is going to – you watch this. In two weeks when there hasn't been – Four billion cars on Dandenong Road each day. The, the ozone layer is going to heal a little bit because there's yeah, going to be less emissions. Exactly, and the environment will survive well after humans are gone. So, um, I think my question is: yeah, Is this um, us trying to say, "Hey, look, we're being we're, we're being good. We're being good humans. Tell us all your secrets, aliens." Uh, f- <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> like, I don't think the aliens are gonna do anything with us right now. It's it's all in our hands. <laughs> it's all in our hands. All right. That someone's gonna save us. Well, we might we leave it. To, we you know we have to get together as a species and. Yeah, well, well, we might leave it at that. I think you keep producing the good frequencies that we can radiate throughout the universe, and keep connecting us all through the joy of the tunes. I love your insight. I love your brain. I love your accent, and I miss your I miss your face. Um, quick one, vaping. Yeah, I miss, I miss you too, bro. Vaping, Corona, good or bad? It can't be good. Va- say that again. Vaping, vaping can't be helping. Can't be good for this. People thought cigarette. People in the fifties. People thought cigarettes were good for you as well, and doesn't hurt you. Vaping has only been around for a few years. 
So surely um, long-term effects of vaping can't be good. The, vape, the vaping issue is just that... You're still putting liquid in your lungs. Water in your lungs. Exactly. Yeah. And so you have to get the lungs drained if you do heaps after a while. Yeah, which... You know, it's not as bad as cigarettes. Cigarettes is like fucking insane. Yeah, but these exosomes you're talking about, it sounds like vaping isn't really going to cooperate very well with them at all. Basically, anything that goes in your lungs that aren't oxygen is going to, is going to harm you. No, but the, the whole exosome thing isn't something bad that we've caught. It's something that's always been in us that just gets released by the cell. Like, yeah, okay. As a vesicle to yeah. take out toxins or with like when the body's fighting like an illness or stress. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Sweet. Well, thank you very much, my friend. No, bro. Um, it's just theories, you know. I'm just saying the latest info I've got on the, the topic, and I think everyone should do their own research and really look into into things. My thinking comes from a long, long, like many years of studying different things, you know, with the elites, the cult, the bloodlines, I mean, the earth, the consciousness shift, the soul ascension, uh, there's a lot of things going on. Yeah, and you've studied psychology, you've done your Bachelor of Audio, um, there's also a documentary I watched the other day, it's a bit dry, but it's about, it's from a few years ago, with, it's about the human resonance and, and frequencies, if you, actually, if you just look up resonance on YouTube, um, it's a UK one. But it talks about the rollout of mobile phones, and, and at the end of it, it's all about kind of the how mobile phone towers cause cancer. But the p- early part of it's very interesting, talking about the frequency and the natural heartbeat of the universe. Um, it's just over seven hertz, and uh, also how plant life and birds um, are being basically going extinct, and their numbers reducing due to the frequencies in areas where there's mobile phone towers and parklands. Um, the wildlife's disappearing. Where they've been put up, and an example they use is a test with bees. Um, they had in 2006. There was the bees weren't coming back to the, where the beekeepers. Like the beekeepers were just like, "Where are our bees? They're not coming back like they normally would." And they did a test with cordless phones, which operated about 5.6, 5.6 gigahertz. understanding that. Well, they can't communicate on that frequency because they're on that. That's what frequency they live on. The universe is electromagnetic exactly and so every being on the in the universe is has an electromagnetic field the bees they use the electromagnetic like they you know the birds flying together in the sky the formations like knowing what the north is where they're going yes yeah. it's, it's all down to electromagnetic fields and so those the, the 5g or whatever like fields that's man-made and that has all those high high frequencies it just like fucks with everything. It fucks with your normal, you know, with your normal energy field, with the animals, with the plants, how they grow, how they relate to another. Like it's, you know, it's really bad. Well, to bring it full circle, that's probably why we're also at our most free at the festivals because they are in the middle of the bush, away from anything like that, and we're not, and we're not being interfered with. Oh man, even just having your phone or your the Wi-Fi in the house is bad for you. Uh, uh, trust me, don't worry, I've, I've had dreams that get interfered with. Because the, 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 the... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Well, because if you look at 4G, it's 4,000 
connections, 5G is like one million. Yeah. So that's the intensity scale. We're drastically increasing to something that's so crazy that it damages cells. It literally damages your cells. Yeah. And when your cells get damaged, it releases exosomes. Boom. There we go. That's you wrapped it up for us, mate. All right, thank you very much. Um, everyone can check out. No worries, brother. Everyone check out um, Perspective, uh, the new EP out in two days. Well, actually, probably be, by the time you're listening to this, it'll be out 6th of April um, with the tracks Introspective and Crystals. Crystals, quickly tell us about Crystals. Um, uh, yeah, Crystals. Well, we, we used uh, Dr. Cortex's voice from Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, Crash Bandicoot. Because he talks about the whole the whole thing with Crash Bandicoot is that he wants they want the crystals. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. You can hear him his voice going, "Oh, I need crystals, crystals." <laughs> so it kind of drives the whole track around the, the crystals and the craziness of the the psychedelic sounds we've we've put around. What's your favorite crystal? Pretty cool. Check it out. Um, Moldavite. Which what? is the highest vibrating crystal on the earth. It came from a meteorite that crashed in Scandinavia a while ago, like a, like a million years ago or something, so it's very limited. How do you spell it? It's, a, it's, not a, it's a form of, it's another form of Moldavite. D-A-V-I-T, yeah. Yeah that's, yeah, yeah, that's it. So according to the interwebs, it's beautiful green energy is the first and foremost stone of the heart. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, you you give your Moldavite a massive hug. There's another crystal to get against the 5G. Oh, which one's that? Um, it is called the Shungite. S-H-U-N-G-I-T-E Shungite blocks um, electromagnetic radiation it's really good you could have one in your phone case or Ooh. in your house if you can find a bigger one it blocks out the, the radiation from Black and slick. those devices or just from your phone yeah I'll tell you what for people who struggle to sleep if you don't have your mobile phone next to your head it makes a big difference Oh my god, you need to turn off even your location, turn it off all the time. Only if when you're using like an app. Yeah. 4G should never be on. If you, really, if you don't need it, don't put it on. And your Wi Fi, if you don't sleep with the Wi Fi on your phone, if you can turn off the, the modem in your house, you'll feel a lot better at night as well. Yeah. Well, I sleep with two in my room, so maybe that's why I'm always connected to all everything that's beyond our stratosphere. Yes. <laughs> I wish that didn't lag so much there for your laugh. <laughs> I'll, um, all right, well, thank you very much, mate. You go and enjoy your wish your sister a happy birthday for us. And I will um, I'll try and make this sound a little bit more coherent because the lag is a bit funny, but uh, we appreciate the patience of our listeners and hopefully they've learned something in this one. We've gone half an hour now. Oh, damn. Well, there you go. <laughs> well, thank you for having me, brother. Hope you have a good night as well. All right, and, and tell us before you go quickly one artist or 
track, either a track that you love right now or an artist we should be looking out for? Rinkadink. Rinkadink is really good. He's got a really sick track that came out recently. Or another one is Sphira. Yeah, I think Rinkadink was esoteric. Or um, Infected Mushrooms' latest album. Yep. I will get onto that one. Thank you. And everyone, check out Perspective. Square Eyes, out April 6th. Au revoir. Take care, brother. Obrigados, mon frère. Thank you once again to Julian and I really appreciate him giving us the time and also his thoughts and as I said he's a man of great knowledge and uh, lots of education to some of the things we spoke about there so it was great to get his perspective on things you can check out all of our awesome content and videos on DoofTube we've got more coming soon with Mandragora 4i20 and Farxay big thanks to Codex Bookings and Project Travel for helping to make that one happen and also Mike Barser on the video editing and Rain Flavel who helps us with all of our videos we've got an awesome crew we appreciate everyone hope everyone's being great keep being creative keep loving one another if you can't see your parents or your grandparents give them a call give them a hug tell them Trent says hi and uh, keep, set, keep spreading and sending that love around the universe Obrigados, vamos!